0: Welcome to This Organized Life. If you're a mom, wife, or coffee lover seeking advice on how to reduce clutter and reclaim time, look no further than your host, Lori Palau, founder of Simply Be Organized and author of Hot Mess, A Practical Guide to Getting Organized. For a lot of people, clutter is their dirty little secret, but it doesn't have to be. Each week we will share practical tips, chat with experts, and provide strategies on how to keep you organized. I hope that by sharing our stories you feel a little less alone and more empowered to tackle the areas that are holding you back. So let's get started!
2: Hey guys, Lori here, hopping in for a quick minute. I wanted to tell you about an upcoming webinar that I'm gonna be hosting on July 20th at 12 o'clock Eastern time. And it's specifically geared to helping professional organizers grow and scale their business. Whether that means that you are looking to grow your client base, or you're looking to diversify your service offerings, we're gonna be covering five specific ways that you can grow your business. So if you are currently a professional organizer, or maybe you're somebody who's thought about starting a professional organizing business either as a side hustle or as a full-time income revenue stream, this is something that you're going to want to tune into. So again, the event is going to be, the live event is July 20th, which is a Wednesday, and it's going to be at 12 o'clock Eastern time. If you can't make the live event, no worries. We're going to be recording it, so you will get access to a replay, but... During this event, you can ask me questions. Um, it's going to be super fun and interactive. So again, if you're somebody who's currently in the space or you're thinking about maybe trying to figure out, is this something that I can actually make money doing? Then I encourage you, register, sign up, come. It will be a lot of fun. So register, go to simplybeorganized.com backslash July webinar. And we'll also have the link in the show notes. All right. I'll see you then everybody, and welcome to today's episode of This Organized Life Podcast. I am your host, Lori Plow, and we are plowing through our series on clutter and the Enneagram. And I am really excited to talk to today's guest because she's an Enneagram 7. And I love Enneagram 7s. They're fun. They are the people, or at least that's what I think of. I think of their like... The spontaneous people, again, I'm stereotyping, and they're the like, hey, let's be up for an adventure. And as somebody who is a planner, I wish that I could adapt some of the characteristics of the Enneagram 7, even though I do share a ring with them. And when I was searching for a guest for today's episode, I was really excited when I came across Jackie, many heard she's going to come and share her story, but she is an Enneagram coach and she runs the website and the Instagram handle Enneagram with JB. Very popular, super knowledgeable about the Enneagram, so I thought she'd be a great person to talk to. She's also a mom of four people. She lives in outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and which is one of my favorite places. So again, going to definitely talk a little bit about that. And she graciously as You might hear before, right before we hopped on the air, she apologized, even though she did not need to, for our sound quality being maybe not as crisp as normal because she's on vacation and she took time from her vacation to chat with us. So I'm very appreciative. So give her some love also on the gram when you are done listening to this. But anyway, without further ado, I would like to welcome my guest for today's show, Jackie Brewster. Welcome, Jackie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. This is um, exciting. Yes, I I'm, I love talking about things Enneagram. I love talking about clutter. I get super jazzed up about both of those topics and hearing from other experts because I love learning from people who have been in this space way longer than I have that have a deeper knowledge. But before we get into the nitty gritty of things, can you just share with our listeners a little bit about who you are and kind of your backstory?
3: I am... Jackie Brewster, like you said, at the Enneagram with JB is my handle and my website and all those things. I had a girlfriend that used to call me JB when I lived in North Carolina. And so when I was like, I'm just going to, we're going to use that for this. It just fits, which is always fun when I go to places and then they call me JB. And I'm like, oh, No, my name's Jackie. Wait a minute. What happened? Something got lost in translation. But anyways, I live right outside of Nashville. I've got four great, beautiful children. And they're getting older, which makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: give us the range, the age range. We love hearing age ranges.
3: Yeah. So 18... No, I'm sorry. Wait, 20, 18, and twins that are 13, almost 14. And I... I'm on vacation with my husband. We've gone to the same beach condo everything for the past 10 years and this year feels different. They all feel so much older. They're all independent and all that kind of stuff. I have the this crew. My husband is a consultant and he does music business stuff and so we have a very full, fun, adventurous life which I'm a 7, he's a 3. I was going to so- ask
2: I was going to ask what the yeah. relational enneagram connection yeah, was there.
3: Seven and three. And so it is, let's go like all the things let's go. And it's funny being older. I think sometimes I look at him and I'm like, I think you're the seven. And I don't think I'm the three because I don't really care about a lot of the things he cares about. But sometimes I feel like I lean in into my one in a very healthy way, which is my stress number. And then also more into my five as I'm getting older and health and growth and understanding myself better where I'm like, I love adventure and fun, but I also, I love to just sit and read a book or I love to gather knowledge. Oh my gosh. I just, especially in this, in this area of study with Enneagram and attachment theory and all kinds of different elements that I get to add into what I do, but I'm a life coach. I do that full time and I write books and I do speaking engagements and all kinds of fun stuff.
2: Tell us, and it's funny because I also, for our listeners who have been with me, they know I'm married to a three as well. And so we're all, as a three, seven, and eight, we're all in that aggressive stance. We're all the forward-thinking people. So if you're not super, super well-versed in the Enneagram, we might be speaking a foreign language. Mm -hmm. But I think the the overall theme here is all the Enneagram types have connection points to one another, which is why I am so passionate about sharing information about all the types and allowing people to learn about all the types. Because again, we live in relational spaces, whether that's marriages, parent, child, coworkers, roommates, whatever. And so having this knowledge, even if it's not super deep about all the types, but just having some overarching knowledge is so helpful. And so I love that. And I I love, especially as we get into the whole clutter relation, like the whole clutter organization and how that impacts how we see the world Mm -hmm. is so critical. So tell us your Enneagram story. How did you, because you're a life coach, so Mm -hmm. you've been in that space. Mm -hmm. Where did the Enneagram start to play into that?
3: Okay. 10, it's longer than that now. I want to say 10 years because it was that for so long. And I'm like, it's actually 12 years ago, probably my girlfriend had a book delivered to my house. And at that time, my twins were babies. They're just two, three years old and they were teeny tiny babies. So they could, Houdini's, they could get out of anything. And we're taking a walk and her sweet kid is like sitting in her stroller, eating her snack, reading a book probably. And mine are like escaping animals from the zoo. And it was after a walk. Like that, that she sent me this book, and it was the Wisdom of the Enneagram by Don Rizzo and Rossetton, My favorite Enneagram book ever, and I was a little like, that symbol's weird. I don't know about this. This feels like a weird. I'm, the, I'm just saying. I was like, I don't, I don't know. So then I started to look at it, started to read about it, and I tested as an eight, and I was like, okay, I can get down with that. I've got four kids under, maybe it was eight at that time. My husband traveled, and I had to be in charge. And, but then the more I studied the Enneagram and looked at those unconscious childhood messagings, the heart longing messages, and started to understand it's about motivation, not behavior. Let's say that again. It's about mm-hmm. motivation, not behavior. That is when I was like, I am a seven because my unconscious childhood messagings line up right there. That is all of how I think and feel and why I do what I do. And so that's the journey of just digging in and learning more about it. And then when I, I went through Beth McCord, yeah. Yeah. and that's who I got certified through, started the journey of life coaching through that and got my first book offer within six months of that. And then another book offer right after that. And my third book is in production right now. So, oh my just, gosh, we're, we're going to have to have you, well, let's just plug the books a little bit. Plug so them. the first book is a devotional. It's a 52 week Enneagram devotional called Hearing God Speak. And it is Beautiful. Full color. It is absolutely beautiful. The second project is Enneagram Essentials, which is a card deck. And so it it goes through all the nine types of Enneagram, all different aspects of it in card form. So it's, I just say it's, if you follow me on Instagram, it's going to be a little like that. It's going to feel like nuggets of information for you to process slowly, for you to talk about it with other people. It's conversational and then a marriage book that comes out next year. So all of that just, it just, happened. And I feel like I found my lane in my forties. That's how I feel like it happened.
2: I love that for so many reasons. First of all, we've got so many women listeners. We have men listeners too, but our Mm -hmm. audience are women. A lot of them are in kind of,
3: even though I'm older than you. She looks like she's 34. <laughs> Stop, <laughs> like, it. Oh. Stop it.
2: But I think there's, there are a lot of women that are trying to figure out either a next chapter where mm-hmm. their kids are getting older, whether they're school age or moving into that empty nest phase, mm-hmm. or they're just trying to maybe figure out how can I have a better work-life integration? What can I do? And I talk to many people and say, they're, you're not, it's, you're not washed up. There's, mm-hmm plenty mm-hmm. chapter mm-hmm. two stories or chapter yes. three stories for people. Mm-hmm. So I just love it from an inspirational standpoint, whether it's you want to become a professional organizer, whether you want to become an Enneagram coach, whether mm-hmm. you want to whatever, that it's out there for you. So I just think from that mm-hmm. perspective it's great. And I also want to highlight another thing because I'm sure you get this all the time, which is people want to just take a quick test and they want to know what it is. Yes. You want to speak just because you're this is what you do for a mm-hmm. living and I sometimes I feel like I'm not an authority where people ask me and then they're
3: like, we don't like your answer. So I'm going to let an authority. (laughs) I love it. I think that people don't like my answer either. So they're like, whatever. I recommend the ready test R-H-E-T-I. It's a $12 Mm -hmm. test. That is the test I recommend to start. It is just a starting point because the Enneagram, it is about uncovering and discovering about yourself And, and the, the, the marriage book, the, editor asked me like, why do you write uncover and discover? Aren't they the same thing? And I don't think that they are. I think you uncover past parts of your life story that you allow to come to the surface. You take a look at it, you look back, maybe are making some sense of some stuff. And then you discover parts of yourself that you're going to move towards and growth. And you start to have a a deeper understanding of who you are and why you do what you do. And those pieces together. When you take a test, it's going to be like the first net three numbers are my, I'm a one, six, nine. And I'm like, nope, that's not how it works. You're one number, dominant number. You have one dominant number and it does not change throughout your life because it is attached to your childhood messages and patterns of behavior that get developed as early as the age of two. So that's what we're looking at. So these numbers don't change, but we do, Can we see them adapt and we see health and growth. And we also see stress where some of your Patterns of behavior not so beautiful come out. So we see some of that and in, in then subtypes with an Enneagram. There's three different subtypes for every number. So there's 27 types. And I know this is a lot, right? This is like yes. a fire fire. And that's a thing. So, I mean, to,
2: and I don't want to no, cut you yeah. off, but it is, and we've talked about this with other guests. Yeah. Like it's I look at the Enneagram, it's like an onion. You just keep peeling back yes, layers.
3: Perfect. Yeah. No. Or I, somebody else, another training I was doing, they said it's an artichoke. Like you peel the layers of an artichoke because when you get to the center, you get to the heart.
2: <gasps> oh, that is steal so it. good. Yeah. Steal oh, it, I steal like it. that. I will. Okay. But one of the things okay. I think we need to caution yes. with tasks, and I'll let you weigh in yes. on that.
3: So with the test, so I think you take a test, you start to read about it, and you've got to look at the motivations. Why are you doing it? Not the behaviors that you're doing. I want to know why you're doing it. So that's the deep dive. That's Okay, these are the three numbers, three top numbers that I scored as is what Mm -hmm. I usually see come up. And then I'm going to look at what is true, what is true, what is true you're only going to be able to answer to your awareness. And so it just, sometimes like I worked with one client, it took two years for her to figure out her Enneagram number. So sometimes it's like right off the bat and other times it takes years to figure out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I
2: think again, for me, I joke and say, I like I'm an eight, with an eight wing. Like I am very, what one would call a textbook, Mm -hmm. eight challenger. Mm -hmm. I read Mm -hmm. it. I could have just stopped right there. Yeah. But for a lot of people, Uh it is not as clear cut. And there are certain types on the Enneagram that have similar characteristics. And you'll twos and nines or fours Mm -hmm. and sevens or whatever. And again, depending on what season of life you're in Mm -hmm. and kind of where you were. Because again, like you said, you were situationally Mm -hmm. forced, for lack of a better word, you you were thrust into this. Mm -hmm. I need to take charge role because your, your husband's on the road and you've got four kids. Mm-hmm. So right. like, here right. it is, the, I got to steer the ship. So a lot of times we have to, we we'll look at where we are mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. season of life mm-hmm. and just make decisions based mm-hmm. off of that. And I think mm-hmm.
3: that's where the internal work comes into. Yeah. It's a hold space for yourself. That's what I want. I want to say, hold space for yourself to be curious around the information you're reading. And it's okay for you to be like, Oh, that is really resonating. Let me dig on that a little bit or, or seek out some help from somebody that is a professional that can help you dig, knows the questions to ask and can guide in those ways. And this is just the more you can understand you, the more you can live whole in yourself. And that's the goal is that you can understand yourself and love yourself and live in a way that is authentic to who you are. And sometimes we have to recognize like the statements of that's just who I am. No, that's not who you are. Those are patterns of behavior that you've developed over time to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe and to get your needs met. That's what that is. So I want to dig and find and see you. You. Does that make sense? Like that. No,
2: it makes total sense. I'm sitting here. If anybody's watching on YouTube, I'm nodding and saying yes, because <laughs> I totally agree. And one of the things that I love about the Enneagram is that there's a practical application. Yes. Because I'm somebody who's a doer. It's like, okay, so now mm-hmm. what? What do I do mm-hmm. with it? And that's kind of where my work comes in, where the rubber meets the road is saying, all right, my goal... Me, mm-hmm. Lori Palau, mm-hmm. is I want to help people to reduce clutter, live simply, enjoy the people that they're with, the work that they're doing, whatever it is, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. and having this clarity and language, which I think mm-hmm. is just having language, has been such an incredible tool for my own life and mm-hmm. just in my family, and then the people that I'm working with. I'm gonna throw back to you as mm-hmm. an Enneagram seven. Oh, did you? Did we talk about what the characteristics of the Enneagram 7 are, what they might look like? Did we talk about that? You
3: highlighted think, a little bit I, on I, the intro, and I, I think, think you did a good job. Oh, did I?
2: Okay. <laughs> Let's, yeah, I'm like so far into this conversation. Yeah. But for anybody, again, that's new, can you just, in your own words, mm-hmm. either reiterate what I said or just add to it yeah. of what this who the 7 is?
3: Mm-hmm. So the 7 is the energetic enthusiast. They are positive thinkers. They are fierce. They go after what they want. They stand into independently from mm-hmm. other people. So we've towards people that don't move away from people. They're usually like, this is who I am, love it or leave it. Let's go out and have a good time, which is the stereotype of a seven. When you really get into the work of a seven, you're going to see some other parts of a seven, but what people see on the outside is usually upbeat, positive, happy, visionary, maybe scattered, maybe cluttered, messy, in your mind and everywhere else when you're not in a healthy place or you don't understand growth. And yeah, but for the most part, it is positive, upbeat, happy, let's go do it, silver lining. We can figure this thing out.
2: Yeah. I like to also say, Mm -hmm. I look at the sevens, at least the ones in my world as a glass half full people Mm -hmm. where we're, we may have been dealt a bad hand in this, whatever it is, but we're going to figure it out. And here's the silver lining. And They're the make lemonade people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I think to some people, especially, and I'm stereotyping, maybe like a four who likes to sit in the melancholy a little bit, that could be annoying because sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't want to see the glass. There are people Mm -hmm. that don't want to see it, but Mm -hmm. I think it's great. And we need those, we need those sevens Mm -hmm. in our lives for sure. Now I want to talk a little bit about clutter and organization. And what that looks like in your world, how you define that, where that fits in to kind of the spectrum of who you are as a
3: person and then situationally as a mom. Mm -hmm. It's a great question. I was thinking about this question a little bit because it's changed over time, just like seasons of life change. And so when I was in the thick of it with all my kids when they were little, I think it was everything was cluttery. My heart was cluttery. My head was cluttery. My life was cluttery. And I was just trying to keep my head above water and doing the best I can with a happy, cheerful disposition. Yep. And I'm going to make cupcakes and who cares that there's stuff all over the counters and like that kind of, and my husband, I think he just, he was gracious. So We'll just say he was gracious in it. But as I've understood more about myself, I understand that the cluttery parts of me is not the healthiest part of me that is scattered. It's, and it's not intentional. It's doing all the things. Let's get all the things done together. And that would be part of my protective layer of, I don't know if I'm going to get this again, or I don't know if I'm going to get the chance to do this again, or whatever has happened inside of my head from little on up. So as an adult, where I sit in the seat today, I understand the importance of rhythms, Margin. We just moved into a new house a year and a half ago, and when we did, I said, "If it doesn't have a home, it doesn't go." And so our house is not cluttery at all because there's I've done some growth work in this area to understand that I have peace in my heart and my head in my home when I don't when I don't you go into the gluttony side of myself and gather things I don't need, and or what I think is going to bring me happiness or whatever is happening in that moment. So a couple of things. That helped me with this shift was years ago. I read Lisa Turquoise. Turquoise, do you know that name? Lisa Turquoise. Of course, of course. Um, So she wrote the book, The Bestia. It changed everything about my life. Like that book. It said that you have the same amount of hours in the day that everybody else says, what are you doing with them? And my husband's in the music industry now, but he was in ministry for a really long time. And so I couldn't figure out how to say no to things. And I didn't want to, I know there's just so many things like as a pastor's wife, you just have to say yes to things you don't want to do. And our, our family situation was heavy. We were, there's just lots to our story. And so I reading that book, it gave me the opportunity to say no to good things so that I could say yes to great things. And I learned. Which is merging. hard
2: for anybody, but especially a seven, because I feel like, again, I'm mm-hmm. making very broad stroke generalizations here, people. So mm-hmm. please take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I feel like an overarching theme for sevens could be about a bit of FOMO. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so to be able to have the intentionality mm-hmm. to stop and pa- or to hit pause mm-hmm. and say, no, not now. Yes. even if it means that it's going to bring something greater mm-hmm. is still mm-hmm. p- potentially counterintuitive to kind of mm-hmm. what your knee jerk reaction
3: would be like, yeah, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was that. And could I quote a scripture? Is that okay if I quote of a Of course. Okay. Absolutely. I just want to be mindful of my opinion, yeah. like whatever. No, else. absolutely. But so Proverbs 8, 12, at the same time, this scripture just hit me at the same time that I was reading this best. Yes. And it says, I am Lady Wisdom. I live next to sanity and knowledge and discretion live just down the street. And I was like, in that season, I was like, Lord, I feel insane. I feel like I am a crazy person. And there's a lot of cry, a lot of tears, private tears as a seven, a lot of loneliness and scared and a lot of feelings happening in that season of my life. And so when I read that, I was like, I'm praying for sanity. This scripture tells me how to get it. It's wisdom, knowledge, and discretion. It's knowing what I can handle because I understand how things are going to go. Some of it's the knowledge of doing things and them not going well. So don't want to do that again. And then the discernment or the discretion is saying no, like being able to just say no, that those pieces for me as a seven, that book, that scripture, and then me walking into it, the doing part of it, because I'm with you, there has to be action behind this. Information is not transformation until we activate the information. Otherwise it's just information. We're just balls of information. But like, I should say that differently, like heads of information. Yes,
2: absolutely, and I think yeah. again,
3: just and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no. you off. I just
2: again, we're looking at, and this is where the enneagram picks it up. But whether you use enneagram yes. language or not, we, yep. in order to be balanced or whole, we need to rely on emotion, our heart. Mm-hmm. We need to rely on analytics and knowledge, facts, which yeah. is our head, mm-hmm. and we need to rely on action. Mm-hmm. One of those. Or even two of those do not necessarily make the actual, the progress that we're looking to have. Right. And so the work that I do with trying to connect the dots between the Enneagram and the work that we do with clutter, and after the break, we'll give a little bit more into the clutter and organization piece mm-hmm. as well, is... Just being able to be aware of how can we use each of those centers? How can we use the head center? Yes. How can we use the heart center? How yeah. can we use our doing center? Because all three of them have to work in tandem mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us to actually see progress. Yes. Yep. Awesome. And and, yeah. Oh, no. I was just going to say, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation and talk about the three different types of clutter. So sit tight. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying our Enneagram and Clutter Summer Series. If you'd like to take it a step further, I'd love for you to check out our Enneagram and Clutter courses. We have a complete course that includes all nine types, or we have nine mini courses that are specifically geared to each individual Enneagram type. Each course has six modules, includes simple digestible content, video, audio, and printable downloads not to mention journal prompts after each section that can help you with discussion and self-discovery. Whether you are an Enneagram scholar or brand new to the Enneagram, this is a great way for you to understand a little bit more about who you are and your relationship with clutter. To learn more, visit Simply Be Organized. Again, that's simply the letter B like boy, and click on the courses tab and click on Enneagram and clutter. Now back to our show. All right, so we started digging into this, but I want to go a little bit further about, and I almost want to go back a little bit about even who you were before you had kids. Because I think a lot of times when I ask this question, especially if they're moms and moms of multiple kids, the immediate answer is physical clutter. So I want to kind of look back at the different types of clutter that I speak to, yeah, All, right. Mm-hmm. All right, in terms of the three types of clutter, Jackie, we highlight, Then there's many of the kind of subsets of that, but I talk about physical clutter, the stuff that you see, mm-hmm. emotional clutter, which is that guilt, that fear, that scarcity mindset, or and or calendar clutter, which is what we talk about so much about margin being overscheduled. And I think what most people can say, I can relate to more than one, but i found that Like most things, there seems to be a dominant theme for most people of which type resonates with them. And I'm curious for you, even going back prior to having kids, has there been a theme in your world of one of those being dominant? And if so, how has that shown up? You guys, I'm so excited to tell you about my new partnership with Factor Meal Prep Service. So as a mom and a professional organizer, I'm always looking for ways that I can streamline and simplify mealtime. And when Factor approached me, I really wasn't familiar with them and they sent me my first package and I was completely floored. So unlike other meal prep services where you got to have to still assemble it and figure it all out, Factor is completely done for you. Like, I opened up the box and there were six pre pre-done meals that were all individually wrapped, packaged and labeled like music to my ears, people. And I was thinking for all my busy working parents, this is such a great way for your kids to be able to become self-sufficient. And if they come home from school or practice and they're starving and you're just in the middle of something, they could just pop one of these in the microwave or in the oven and voila, they have an entire meal. There's over 35 different options to choose from keto to vegetarian, calorie smart, all the different things. Plus they have other options such as snacks and breakfast and a whole variety of different things. So regardless of what your needs are, Factor has you covered. And also, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Head on over to factormeals.com slash organized life50 and use code organized life50 to get 50% off. So let me spell that out. O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-D five zero at factormeals.com slash organized life fifty to get fifty percent off
0: introducing Wondersuite from bluehost dot com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite.
3: I love this question. Oh, good. Like, this is, it's making me think. Because you're right, like clutter with kids. Yeah. Have I always been a little bit messy? Maybe. Calendar clutter. I don't really have a hard time saying no to things. It's more position, whatever. But that emotional clutter, I did not know that I carried. I knew it, but I didn't know the effect it had on me until 30s and 40s. And when I started to do a lot of work with a therapist, I did some intensive in my own life. And I recognized how much... I was downplaying some of the really hard emotional things I had gone through in my life. My dad left when I was little. I was two and he left and it was a single mom with two little girls. And when I look back, even in that part of my story, and I'll say that doing the work with people I get to do the work with, it, it, it just... It makes you have time to think and process in your own stuff. I don't bring it into their sessions, but as I'm walking on the beach or I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I'm processing my own stuff and I've recognized I was scared. I have been scared all of my little tiny life. Then into my teen years, I didn't look scared. I looked confident. I was like senior class president, homecoming queen, all the things that on the outside appeared to be this one thing. But then when it came down to senior trip, I didn't go because I was scared that I didn't—I wouldn't measure up or I wouldn't say the right things or people would think I didn't look good in a bathing suit which I wish I could have the 18 year old body back I'm like a- a- bad? Bad. you're preaching to the choir I'm just like gosh right like but all when I look back I'm like oh my gosh I was scared so the emotional side of what I needed was underdeveloped and as an enneagram 7 we struggle with needing more nurture than we got from the nurturing parent my mom was lovely. She's an Enneagram too. She's loving and caring and kind. But in that season, those early stages of my life, she was going through a traumatic event with her husband leaving and all those things. And I stepped in as her nurturer But I needed to be nurtured. And so I ended up in this, I think this role through my life, With in some degree on codependency, I'll be the nurturer, I'll take care of you, I'll make you happy, which is a lot of the seven. I'll make you happy, I'll keep this upbeat, I'll do this. I'll we're gonna keep everybody okay, and we're not okay ourselves. And so, I think it's the emotional clutter. If I am being brutally honest to an audience,
2: listen, I appreciate that authenticity and vulnerability because that does not come easy to. Our sevens, our eight. There are certain types on the enneagram. Like I'm super transparent, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between yes. transparency and vulnerability. Yes. So I completely I appreciate it, and I know that there are people listening out there that are going, "Oh my gosh, like that's me," or I can completely relate to that. So now, fast forward, mm-hmm. and now here you are, living your life, great career, great family, like all things looking on the surface, like wonderful. I'm sure that anything, not not, all as they seem. How does that emotional clutter show up or how is that Mm -hmm. translated into your relationship with organization stuff
3: clutter now Mm -hmm. in your forties? Yeah, that's another great question. That the emotional side of stuff, I'm able to catch things because I've studied myself through the lens of the Enneagram, I'm able to catch myself when I start to go into hypercritical or judgmental or irritable. Irritable is a really good one for me. When I am like snappy, I Mm -hmm. typically know I am not doing the things that I need to do to take care of me emotionally. And so maybe I'm giving to everybody else, but I'm not, I have not worked out in a week. And so I'm mad that I'm not, I'm neglecting myself, but I don't want to say that to you. So then I'm just mean to you. I don't even know what, you know, and I can catch it. And I'm like, oh, this feels messy. And I, it's not you. I, I think it's me. I think I'm not doing self-care. And because of that, it comes out irritable. Like it does. It's like this. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Me?
2: Yeah. I think it all relates to kind of maybe just prod a yeah. little bit yeah. further. And it is super helpful. But mm-hmm. in terms of what, do you, do you tend to, say, forget it, I'm shutting the door, I'm not doing the laundry, screw it, or mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm overgeneralizing here again, broad strokes, yeah. or are you like, now I'm going to micromanage a situation, or I'm like, how does your, when mm-hmm. you find yourself in these tense situations, and I'll use myself as an example, just to give you a minute to think and maybe give yeah. some mm-hmm. additional clarity. Mm-hmm. So I'm an eight, mm-hmm. and in stress, I go to any of Mm-hmm. And I can see myself and I've just been like on this, we, so far this summer, it's been great, but it's been really busy. We started off with a vacation. And I came back the work is really super crazy. And I'm trying to write this Enneagram and Clutter book and I'm just feeling overwhelmed. And the, mm-hmm. most of it's all good stuff, but I'm just feeling overwhelmed. And the other night I just hit like a wall and I was like, I need to put myself in a timeout. I don't, I just want to retreat because I'm usually mm-hmm. that in your face, go eight person. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like, nope, I am retreating. I'm withdrawing into my five, this, mm-hmm. and I'm just shutting the door. I'm going in my room and I'm shutting the door because I just need a break from everything. I need to hit the pause button mm-hmm. for myself. And so my normal react or my normal behavior which would be, Lori's going to take charge and we're going to do this. We're going to have everything checked off and blah, 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 blah. blah, Showed up completely different. And it was, nope, that Mm -hmm. can just wait till tomorrow or that Mm -hmm. can wait till Mm -hmm. another time. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that now that I'm becoming more Mm -hmm. over the years as I've Mm -hmm. studied the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see how it's, my body's protecting itself Mm -hmm. really, or I'm protecting myself for myself. And so I'm just curious for you. I don't know if that helps explain at all. Or yep. give some additional context.
3: Yeah, it's still the same kind of thing. Yeah. So as a seven, I go to a one, I get nitpicky and critical. Yeah. And I get bossy. Mm. So that's what happens if I'm really stressed, if I really have been not paying attention or I feel overwhelmed or we're down to crunch time. And because my typical self is like, throw caution to the wind. We'll deal with it later. 15 loads of laundry later. I'm like, what? Who? Where is the maid? Oh, we don't have one. That is (laughs) what it's like. Oh, I'm supposed to be the one cleaning the kitchen. Oh, I forgot. And that, the throw caution to the wind changes. I'll tell you though, it doesn't take long for me to get to a one when it comes to the clutter, I can't stand in it. I can't stay in it for very long. Mm-hmm. And so I know I can't, it messes with everything. Like it makes my husband irritable. It makes the kids irritable. It makes me irritable. So it doesn't take long for me to get to that place of like, okay, before anybody does anything else, this is what has to happen. Yeah. You take your stuff upstairs, you deal with your stuff. My kids are all bigger. So part of that clutter, sure. if you look at my desk, my husband does not want any part of that. He's like, that he's a
2: three. So I yeah. would suspect that he's like allergic to clutter.
3: It Yeah. Does does it stress stress him out? Clutter? Oh, yeah. it's awful. His is, everything is perfect. Perfect. And I just keep, bu- keep buying baskets and <laughs> so got baskets all around my desk with my books in it. Cause I use so much stuff. I do zoom calls like this three days a week full time. It's not full time. I guess it's three days a week, but all day, three days a week. Yes. And, and so I'm like pulling things out and I use, I just use different tools to help people unpack their story. So my desk is cluttery mess. I need you. And my closet, that is another one that can get crazy. But I know it's mine. So it's nobody else's. So when it's other people's stuff, then I'm like, I'm not. When it's mine, I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then finally, I put a show on my computer in my closet and I go and hang all my stuff up. So I'm still not (laughs) Yeah, but that's fine. Please. Yes. I always tell people that I used to, bef-
2: I, that's why I love podcasts so much yes. because I will put on podcasts and wash dishes yes. or put on a podcast and do whatever. And do it's great too. because mm-hmm. I don't have to stop and watch or read. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. a huge audiobook person. Mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. I were, which I'm a podcast person. I don't know why I'm not an audiobook, but yeah, I think there's no, I have no problem with that at all. I have a question, another question okay. for you. Mm-hmm. So I talk about, in my teaching, I talk about these five main clutter pitfalls that anybody can fall into. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, where the Enneagram comes in is that we all exhibit them for different reasons or mm-hmm. why we procrastinate is different mm-hmm. for each mm-hmm. of us. So, just a to quickly top line run through them just for you. So, there are procrastination, which is that I'll get to it later, mm-hmm. indecision, which is I don't know what to do. So, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just mm-hmm. going to put it over here. Then we have guilt which is it either costs a lot of money Mm -hmm. or somebody gave it to me, that's sentimental. Mm -hmm. Overwhelm, which is, I just, I'm ready to do it, but I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. And then of course time, which Mm -hmm. is, I know what to do, all this, but I just, I have no margin in my life, you know, that's. So those of those five clutter pitfalls, I think again, it's fluid, it's not linear. We're all Mm -hmm. going through different ones. But I'm curious because a lot of the sevens that are in my life, because they are go and they're those adventure seekers, the time factor is a big one for them because they are so busy doing things that they leave to your maid comment. Okay, so I left the beds unmade or I left Mm -hmm. the laundry that needs to get done. And then we went out and did X, Y, and Z and we Mm -hmm. came home and it's still right where I left it because, Mm -hmm. oh, that's on me.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I would say time. I think the one procrastination when I'm just thinking like my closet, that's procrastination. Mm -hmm. That's I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. My desk, I'll get to it later. My, so time, some guilt, none at all. (laughs) I feel none of those feelings. Indecision. (laughs) I don't feel that either. So mine actually might be procrastination and overwhelmed. I think because time for me, reading that book, Using that scripture, and then what I do, I'm very time blocked. So I get off work three three thirty, four o'clock. Try to on the days I work because my kids come home from school. Then it's about them, and uh, it sounds a little codependent still. So, like I'm trying to make sure that no, they're okay. it's not. But You're not.
2: It's not. It's. I. Want, this is great. Go. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. So I.
3: I think yeah, time could play a part in it right then because I want. I only have so many years left with them, and so that weighs heavy on me. Like they're I really love to be with my kiddos. And I think about that, procrastination, overwhelmed can be definitely the case. But I don't feel like in this season of my life that I feel the overwhelmed is there because there's no clutter. Because the way that we designed this house and what we brought into it, there's just no clutter. So that overwhelmed piece that would have been the case with toys and playrooms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't exist as much, but I would if you could look at it and say, No, it still does, Jackie, and I would listen to you because maybe it does. <laughs> maybe I'm like, Man, I don't know. I'd I'm do not that. putting
2: you, I'm not putting you under mm-hmm. a microscope. And I think it's again, yeah, there's I no like right or, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. It's just for me, it's mm-hmm. information gathering and data. Mm-hmm. Because I look at and I do see procrastination mm-hmm. being a big one for a lot of people, and I think. Again, we can procrastinate for different reasons where it's just not important or there's something better I would be doing, mm-hmm. or I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to take action on it, which is a little decision. But Or yeah. I, if I can't do it at once, like for example, our ones, a lot of times, especially when it comes to organize, use the closet analogy. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on the conversation with our Enneagram ones, is if you can't necessarily block an entire afternoon to do your closet. I'm not going to do it at all. Like mm-hmm, that little mm-hmm, at a time mm-hmm. doesn't apply to ones because they want to check it off that to-do list. Yeah. And so I will see procrastination because they'll procrastinate until they have that larger chunk to say, I'm going to be able to do it all at once. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. could definitely, that yes. So that definition is my closet. <laughs> like, that, and I, it's just me. It's my own closet. So it's my own stuff. So I'm like, this is the only place that I can be messy. And I don't, is it rebellion? I don't even know what it is, you guys, but it is this feeling of if I can't do it all, then I'll just do it later. And then it just keeps piling on till I'm like, I cannot find my clothes where. It
2: mm -hmm. could be that it could also be, and again, I'm just spitballing our 45 minute conversation, but it could also be there are other things that are taking priority right now mm-hmm. and as much as i would like this isn't oh if this isn't negatively impacting me at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. i tell people when it comes to clutter usually it's until it becomes a pain point for you until it's really affecting and maybe it is and you're not aware of it maybe you're Snapping every morning at your kids, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying someone out right. there, one of our listeners. And maybe it's because you just spent 15 minutes trying to find something that mm-hmm. you couldn't find. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is causing a pain point that you don't mm-hmm. realize. But most right. people, even if it's messy or disorganized, until it's causing a rift in your life and it's impacting you negatively, you have less of a motivation mm-hmm. to want to take action on it because mm-hmm. there's so many other things in our lives that are pulling at us that are our demands. Mm-hmm. And again, that's one of the things when people say to me, how do I, how do I motivate somebody else to do something? And I'm like, okay, you want the honest answer? You don't like, you can't That has yeah. to come from, mm-hmm. you can explain, you can mm-hmm. try to give language and perspective, but you can't force motivation. You can't coach somebody that doesn't want to be coached. And so I think again, it's that self-awareness of knowing. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's not a problem for you.
3: It isn't until it is. And then I take it, then I'm like, okay, I need to do this. I wish that why don't I just put it in the dirty clothes or hang it up? Like, why don't I do that? That's the, that is the piece of a one would do that. Or my three husband does that. I don't know I guess it doesn't bother me until it bothers me is what right. I hear you say.
2: Or maybe you don't have the strategies that really resonate for you. Because mm. I think there's a lot of times that we all know things. We all yeah. know, we know that we shouldn't eat sugar. We know that we shouldn't eat a ton of carbs, but mm-hmm. a lot of times, but I eat French fries less. Mm-hmm. Just because we know things doesn't mean that we're always going to do it, but or working out. You need to find something that's going to that's gonna resonate with you. Mm. So maybe the strategy That works for your husband as a three is not the right strategy that works for you. And that in and of itself to bring it full circle is all the work that I'm doing is saying the same strategies don't necessarily apply. Even Mm -hmm. if we're looking for the same result, even if we're looking to not have Mm -hmm. cluttered counters Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the way that we approach it might look different based on what is going to be important to us, mm-hmm. so maybe it's
3: just yeah finding like that, that right
2: strategy for you.
3: Yeah, I think that definitely could be it. Like that is, I'm just thinking through like this move to this new house made all the difference. Before we ever moved in, we had a plan, and we had we bought all the bins, all we bought everything to put everything where it needed to go. If that made sense. Mm-hmm. So everything has a home and except for my closet, apparently, but everything else seems to have a, have Jackie, a home. Jackie, we are going to address just, this
2: closet. We
3: are doing I know. this closet. You and I are going,
2: we are doing this closet.
3: Cause We're, well, that's the, that would be the pain point. I'm like that everything else makes sense and has a home and, there's a rhythm to it, but then this one area <laughs> that gets to be mine <laughs> is like the seven. It's the seven. To me throw caution to the wind. So again, oh, why are we neglecting our own needs, Jackie? Oh, oh my goodness, you did it! Look at you, so stop good. There. That's it. That's the <laughs> end. And we'll be back next week. No, just kidding, people. Oh my gosh, that is so good. You just did it. Could make me cry. That was beautiful. I don't want to make you cry.
2: But I think for a lot of people, that is that comes true. And I think a lot of times mm. our twos can resonate with that, right? It mm-hmm. seems very natural. So your twos mm-hmm. or your helpers are going to put the. But it just goes to show that no Enneagram type is immune to different things. Right. And that is what I, again, the work that I'm doing is not to say, oh, if you're a eight, that means that you don't struggle with this. Or you're mm-hmm. a seven, that means you do struggle with that. Enneagram type can struggle mm-hmm. with any of the clutter pitfalls, mm-hmm. any of the dominant types of clutter. But it's, what is the strategy? What can we apply that is going to resonate with you? That's going to give you that like moment based on who you are.
3: That, and what the you, lens just that you said. the world. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, that, okay. That changes the game. That's okay. it. That was amazing. Oh, this was, thank you. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Since (laughs) I was was able to (laughs) inadvertently help you, which I'm so grateful, I'm grateful that I was able to do. Before we go to our last break, I would love for you, and again, you've dropped tons of wisdom, but just any words of wisdom for people who, especially if they're newer to the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. and they're just either learning about their type or maybe they're getting their family or kids or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What can you say to somebody who's identifying as a seven or lives with a seven Mm -hmm. to just have some more grace and Mm. understanding?
3: Yeah, it goes to that long, those longing messages, wanting to be taken care of. A seven wants to be taken care of, and it's usually on an emotional level. Physically, financially is nice too, but on an emotional level, they want to be taken care of. A seven often feels like they have to fight for a seat at the table, even when they are invited to the table. And so understanding that they want to be taken serious, but oftentimes they're the ones that people laugh at or. They become the jokester. I don't know, there's some pieces to this, but they really want to be taken seriously. They want their voice to matter. They want people to know that There's something within them that they want to be valued. And so there's a lot of those pieces, I think, within Enneagram 7, if you are living with an Enneagram 7, to listen and nurture and laugh at their jokes and laugh at them being silly, but then also take time to listen and lean in. And what are you thinking? What are you feeling? What do you need? What do they need? And if you are the 7, allowing yourself to ask yourself, what do I need? Just like the closet situation, like I'm not taking care of the closet because it seems selfish. Why does it seem? Why? It needs to be, it's not selfish, but sometimes that's what happens. Making sure everybody else is okay and everybody else is happy and everybody else is fat and everybody. What if you t- took a look at yourself and said, what do I need? Mm. What do I need? And how do I move towards that? I love it. I love
2: it. There is always a seat at the table for you uh. with our community here at This Organized Life. And I am so grateful for the work that you're doing, for coming on our show, for taking time from your vacation to chat with us, really, it means the world to me and I know to our listeners. So before we take our last break, just tell everyone again, we'll link up to everything. Where can they find you? What's the best place
3: to connect up with you for all the things, book, podcast? So on Instagram, it's Enneagram with JB. On my website, it's EnneagramJB.com. And all my information is there. So either one, you can, and I DM me, talk back to me. I love all that stuff. So-
2: Awesome. We
3: will, we're going to take one more quick break, come back,
2: and just do our final wrap up questions. So sit tight. If you're a professional organizer or have thought about becoming a professional organizer but not sure where to start, you might want to check out our SBO partner program. It's a community of professional organizers from all over the globe who are running their own independent companies but looking for community and some business strategies on how to grow and scale their business. To learn more, visit SimplyBeOrganized.com and click on the Work With Me tab. All right, Jackie, this has been a super fun conversation and very informative for our listeners and clearly for you. Yes, it was great. I mean, I'm still thinking and processing like that was life altering. Yeah. I love it. And I'm so grateful. So thank you so much for giving us that space. I know you mentioned a couple of books earlier in the Mm -hmm. conversation, so they may hold true, but we always wrap up our conversation by asking our guests, what book has been something that's been really transformational in your life or something either, it could be something that you go back to or something that you refer other people to. And again, I know you've dropped a few, so you can
3: either rename one of those or pick something else. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about Enneagram books, The Wisdom of the Enneagram by Don Rizzo and Ross Hudson, I love. It was the Um, first Enneagram book I ever read, by the way. It's just so good. And then they have anything that they've written, I gather their books. I like books by Beatrice Chesta as well. And there's just, there's several, right? But I like her work around subtypes. So if you're just looking... For a deeper dive. Also, if you're a business person and you want to understand leadership, Beatrice Chesson has an excellent leadership book out that I highly recommend. Well, I've never read that one. I'll have to check that one out. It's so good. You actually would love it. I think it would help with what you do, you would love it. So those, I love that. I read books on attachment theory and emotional intelligence. Brene Brown's books are my favorite. And then I read for fun too. Although I never remember the author's names for the fun books. Like they're just beach reads. And so I just grab whatever's like bestseller. And so I really enjoy those. If it's a fun cover, it's like how I buy wine. Oh, I like that.
2: Oh, yeah. kind of on, I don't know. I like the label. I don't know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yes. That's, that is how I buy everything. No, not really. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all about the branding. And then our last two
2: questions mm-hmm. that we ask every guest in every series, which is where in this season of your life do you feel the most organized and where do you feel like a bit of a hot
3: mess? Oh, most organized. I feel, man, I feel like I have a good rhythm. So I feel organized in my calendar. Mm -hmm. I feel organized in my calendar. I think on the emotional organization, like that emotional part, I think that's a forever journey in my, that's the work that I do. So I feel super sensitive to that. I think I always want to stay aware of that. So, yeah, I think that that's probably where I would fall on that. Yeah. Did I answer that question? I got super distracted in my own head. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're totally
2: no. There's again, there's no right or wrong. It's just where we are. And yeah. the whole purpose of me asking these questions is we living an organized life is holistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. being one-dimensional in a picture or Instagram yes. post and even the most organized people or mm-hmm. people that are thriving in their business or their personal life. Mm-hmm. Like we all have areas that were continually a work mm-hmm. in progress. Yeah. And so I like to just put that out there to remind mm-hmm. our listeners, because a lot of times we can all get in our own heads thinking that
3: we're the only one that right. doesn't have it together or whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. no, I have help. I do have help on the business side. So I have a project manager and I have assist- an assistant. If I didn't have them, I think I would be in trouble. So I think because I have some help there, it sure. gives me a little bit more space to be able to gather information and continue to produce content and write books and things like that. So I'm super appreciative of the help that I have because I don't. If I did, I don't think I could do it without.
2: I think, and that goes true for whether you're a stay at home parent mm-hmm. or whatever you, whatever season of life you're in. Mm-hmm. We all need to delegate. We yes. all need support. We can't do it all our own on our we can't. own. Whether we we're running our families, running a business, be in the world of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. you can't wear all the hats all of the right. time. It's just mm-hmm. not sustainable. So we can do it for a short stint, seasons, mm-hmm. but and I think that's also our message. So I appreciate you saying that, Jackie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on our show and for sharing your story and information with our listeners. If you're new to our show, welcome to this Organized Life Podcast. We're on YouTube, Instagram, all podcasting channels, wherever you you want to find us, you can find us. And I hope you're enjoying this series. Please drop us a note. Let us know what you think. We've had some great guests on. We have two more to go in the series, our Enneagram 8s and Enneagram 9s. And we're bringing it in-house with my people who are anywhere from eights and nines. I hope you tune in for next week's episode. And until then, I'm Lori Plough. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, please spread the love and share it with your friends if this is your first time joining us, make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave us a review so other people know that our show is worth the listen. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at This Organized Life Podcast. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can head on over to our website at simply the letter B, like boy, which is filled with tons of resources, including free downloads, checklists, links to our amazing organizing partners, and all of our digital offerings. I'll see you next week for another episode of This Organized Life. Hey guys, fall is upon us, and you know what that means. Time for a wardrobe refresh. So, before you go out and buy a bunch of clothes, I want to tell you about my friends at Your Color Guru. They are color specialists that can help identify what color themes are best with your skin tone, hair, eye color, what makeup looks best on you. And my friend, Jeannie Stithma Winnie, who is the founder of Your Color Guru, did a color analysis on me a couple years ago. And when I tell you it was eye opening, I was wearing colors that washed me out. Didn't realize that there were certain things that were better on me for my complexion than others. And once I went through this process and it was so simple, I got this cute little cheat sheet color chart. And when I would go shopping, I could immediately just sort through and find the colors that worked best for me. And you would be amazed at how many people were like, oh, that top looks great on you. Oh, that color looks great. You look awesome in this. And it was always the colors that were on her color chart. I kid you not. So if you guys wanna check her out, they have a special promo code for this organization of listeners. So visit yourcolorguru.com. Put in code organized life, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-D-L-I-F-E, one word, organized life, and you'll receive 10% off your initial color analysis. I'm telling you guys, it's worth it. It's a great gift for people, so much fun, really seamless and all done over the computer. So it's you can do it from anywhere. Awesome. Check it out.